Welcome to today's broadcast of Kingdom Authority with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Tune in each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Vlog Talk Radio through Kingdom Apartment Incorporated. Follow Dancia on Facebook at Dancia Jones-Morris or DanciaJ.com. You can also call your hosts and guests at area code 646-668-2413. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. And now here's your host, Power. Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Kingdom Authority. Well, good evening. Good evening. So excited to be with you all tonight and you with us on tonight. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm certainly glad about it. He's been so great. He's been so kind, and he has given us the victory. Aren't you glad you have the victory on this wonderful night, April 29th, 2018? God has spared us yet again. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris, just excited about tonight, about the topic on tonight, and about the woman of God that is coming to help us to be transformed. We're looking to and the kingdom of God. What a privilege it is to take authority in our territory. It's all about using our gifts, and I'm excited about that. Listen, you can call in um, to talk with the host on tonight at 646-668-2413. That's 646-668-2413. Also, join in through Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated. Once again, I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Join us every Sunday night, Standard Time, 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is a great day. The Lord has shown many wonderful blessings and new mercies for us, and I am excited. I hope you're excited about it. I hope you've come to join in and explore what God has for us to learn tonight. We're going to pray, and we're going to go right in. I have a wonderful special guest on tonight, and I'm, I'm, I'm overjoyed for her being with me. Um, I dear call, do call her my dear sister, and she is my sister for real. And so let's pray, and then we're going to join in uh, on the quote for tonight. And then also I'll bring on our guest host tonight. Father God, we thank you. We appreciate you and we love you. You are definitely a great God. You are El Shaddai. You are the God that is more than enough. You're more than enough. And Father, we call upon you this day. Thank you, oh God, for keeping us all day until this particular moment, Lord. We honor and bless you for your glory upon our lives, for transformation and expansion, God. We thank you for authority in our territory. It is by your grace and mercy that we have these things and we don't take it for granted. Now, God, I pray for the woman of God that is coming to speak, Lord, your word and to help us to understand how to be authentic, God. We don't want fake stuff no more. We need, we need to be able to be transformed. And so, God, as she comes in tonight, 
I pray that you will overshadow her, Lord. You speak. Overshadow her with your love, your mercy, your grace, the authority that you gave Jesus Christ, the anointing that comes only from you. And God, let your glory be revealed through her voice, through the words, in the name of Jesus. Ease everything, God, and settle it and let it let her spirit man where you dwell in rise up in the name of Jesus we pray open ears so that we can hear clearly your voice in Jesus name i pray amen 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 i have a, there's a calming over me tonight if you can't hear it there's a calm to know that the lord is in control god is still on the throne and we have got to set up and take our place in this kingdom of God. There's some things that are coming up and I'm going to be talking about. And tonight, I believe the woman of God that's coming has, is setting the stage and the foundation for what's to come over the next few weeks. And I do mean about seven to eight weeks that will help us be transformed. What a mighty God we serve. Quote for tonight. Starting off, real transformation. It requires real honesty. If you want to move forward, get real with yourself. And let's simply, simple reminders. If you want to move forward, get real with yourself. And that's by, um, believe it's um, beyond the gill. And so I want to make sure tonight that we give place for the woman of God. She definitely is a woman of God. She has come to this wonderful state of Arizona, and she has come, and I feel like she has wrecked the place when it comes to the glory of God upon her life. And eyes have not seen, ears haven't heard. She is definitely a woman of God. She's an elder, ordained elder, and has served as a pastor overseas, serving in the military and retired from the military. She also is um, the, the pastor over women at the Grace Temple Missionary Baptist Church, where the pastor is Reverend D. Grady Scott. Want you to make sure to recognize her. She is married to one man, Deacon Clayton Moore, and has three wonderful children. And and well, they have actually, I believe it's six children together, and a whole bunch of grandchildren. So I'm not going to get into that. But she has served in many capacities in the state of Arizona, in the city of Tucson, and we want to honor her for what God has done in her and the that she brings to the Tucson area and to the people of God and the body of Christ. I'm talking about my sister, call her, none other than Elder Nedra Moore. I'm super excited about her being on tonight. Are you there, Sister Elder Nedra? I am. I am. (laughs) Wonderful. God bless you, Sister uh, Nedra. I know you can call me sister. Listen, I know now people know how I am. I'm just me on this broadcast. So I know you didn't expect that, did you? I did not. I did not. <laughs> Over the top. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Sometimes we just got to be extra. <laughs> yeah. 
So we we yeah. gonna keep it. We can't let them in on how we really act with one another. But we gonna definitely get to this word of God. Can you just greet the the listening audience out there? Amen. God bless you all for for uh, tuning in. Um, I I believe that this is a word from the Lord. I know it is, um, and I know it's gonna bless somebody. I know it's gonna make somebody mad, but it's gonna bless somebody. And so um, I'm excited about the opportunity just to share what God has placed in my sky. And so for all those who are going to be happy and glad about this, God bless you. This is for you. And for all those who are going to be mad on tonight, God bless you. This is for you. (laughs) Because sometimes we don't like it but it's definitely necessary. So I'm going to give way for you, and then we're going to go ahead and go into some some questions that I may be asking. If you have some questions, you can definitely get them in. Once again, 6682413. And guess what? You can also go ahead and Facebook me. I know some people send me a Facebook message and ask me questions. You can certainly do that on tonight. Now I'm going to tell you, keep it kind of simple, but if you need something to hear something from the Lord, I tell you, God will speak to her. So I'm going to give way for Elder Nedra Moore at this time, and you just come in your own way. All right. Thank you so much. Um, so uh, you already prayed, but do you mind if, if I pray again? Go right mind? ahead. No, right. I don't mind Lord- at all. All right. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your grace and your mercy, God. I ask that you just have your way. God, send this word out over the airways in a method and in a way that is clear and understood by each and every listener. Father, allow your word to go forth and do what you have what you want it to do, God, to bring uh, your people closer to you and to help us to understand what we need to do, God, so that we can complete and uh, the assigned a mission or assignment that you have on our life. We thank you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So I'm so grateful for this opportunity. And um, as Reverend Danzia said, the, the title or the subject that I'm going to talk about a little bit just for a few minutes is Authentic Transformation for Kingdom Expansion. And I have a, a scripture that's very familiar. It's uh, Romans 12. 1 through 2, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so um, as the Lord began to speak to me, he, he deals with me, for those that, that don't know me, he deals with me a lot of times in the wee mornings of the wee hours of the morning. And usually it's one word. He'll speak one word to me. And then, and then you know, he builds on that. And so I was awakened one morning by the words 
of just a portion of scripture this time, and it said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, the words kept replaying in my head, kind of like a little child that tugs on their mother's arm, and it's, and they just keep tugging, and they keep tugging, and they keep tugging, and they keep saying, mommy, mommy, until until you finally respond. And so that's how these words were going over in my head. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And there was a sense of urgency in these words. And so I sat down um, and I just began to kind of steal myself so I could hear, but I didn't hear anything at that point. And so I went on about my day, but I began to watch the news. I listened to the news and there was one tragic event after another. There was more senseless murders and more uh, exposed sexual assault cases, and I asked myself, Lord, where is the church in all of this, and what is the church or the body of Christ's role in all of this? And the reply I heard was, she, my church, is not ready. So now let me put mm. out a I believe some churches get it and are aligned with God's agenda, and they're waiting for the rest of the body to do the same. So if that's you, stand fast and don't be weary and well-doing. This little message is probably just a refresher or a reminder for you. But for others, we need to align. There needs to be an alignment um, of the church, of the body, so that the body can accomplish what we're supposed to accomplish while we have time on the earth. And so as I read that scripture, um, as I continue to read the scripture, in verse 1, what I found, I noticed something significant. And so in verse 1, Paul is pleading with the Christians in Rome to present their bodies as living sacrifices. Um, and there's a couple of approaches to understand what Paul meant about that scripture. I'm just going to use this piece. So a sacrifice refers to, in the Old Testament, is a reference to the Old Testament uh, in the book of Leviticus, which details a process for cutting up and killing an animal for a sacrifice. But in the New Testament, Jesus became our sacrifice. So then what is a living sacrifice? It is a lifelong commitment to a holy life. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 says that you put off concerning the former conduct, which is a simple conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in your spirit of your in the in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So you see, there's a there's a requirement for authentic the requirement for authentic transformation is holiness. Now, I'm not speaking about an organization or a denomination or how somebody dresses. I'm not talking about the rigidity of a doctrine that misrepresents the gospel message. What I mean by that, if, a, if the doctrine of the gospel does not apply to all people, if, if the, what's being taught is not applicable across the, the nation, across the world, it's not the gospel. It's a suffocating misrepresentation of truth. Holiness requires us to withdraw from the very things our flesh, our body, our desires is drawn to. It means saying no thank you when every fiber of your being is screaming yes please. Man, the creation, does not have the authority to lower the standards mandated by the creator because it satisfies his flesh and carnality of his mind. And when I say man, I don't mean 
men, I mean mankind, so women are included in that. Leaders don't have the authority to modify that requirement either, the requirement for holiness, for fear that their membership would decline. True kingdom transformation uh, does not come easy, and it does not come cheap. The transformation uh, costs us something. Authentic transformation is a sacrifice. So there are many Christians that have given their heart to God on Sunday, but they're not aware that that uh, that that's that's not the, that's just the beginning. They may feel better after the intercessors pray with them, and then uh, a word maybe giving them a word of exhortation and maybe a scripture. They may feel clean after being baptized, and maybe uh, they're happy to see some change in their life, and they're ready to just camp out right there. But, but authentic Christian transformation does not end after new members' orientation class. Uh, no, there's much more to the experience. They never experience the full embodiment of God's power, and so the result is a powerless church with recycled agendas, agendas that don't align with God's kingdom agenda. So too often we settle for change and never get to experience the full weight of the glory of God. When I was younger, my older brother would pull out a wad of dollar bills from his pocket and send me to the store with $1 to get him a bag of chips for $0.30, cents, a chocolate candy bar for $0.10, cents, a soda pop for $0.25, cents, and he'd tell me I could keep the change. Now, I, would, I knew that, um, that that would leave me 35 cents in change to get three packs of Nihilators and a Bud, Bud, Bud Daddy bubblegum rope. And I was excited about the change, but I never thought to ask my brother for a dollar so I could get my own shit, candy bar and soda. And that's how many Christians are today. They settle for the change, and they're not taught to ask God for the power to do greater works. My so, God. Uh, John fourteen twelve through 14 says, uh, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do. Because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. And the Father, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So we have a church, a, a, a body of believers who don't know that they can go to God and ask for more. They settle for less. They settle for what they get and not for the more. And what, what happens is we have a church that um, cannot fulfill the full assignment that God has for them. And 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 it's not a. This isn't a um, um, a, a rebuke or or anything on 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 leadership. It's just a, a trick of the enemy. And so, um, and I'm going to share that in just a minute. And so, um, Romans. If we look at Romans two twelve and two, Paul is admonishing the reader to transform their mind. Now, I'm not fluent in Greek. I don't even pretend to be. But after some research, I discovered that the word transform in the Greek, I'm just going to spell it, is M-E-T-A-G-O. 
and in the and so it means to lead over, to transfer, or to turn about. And so to lead over means to be ahead of or in front of. For example, Anne has a lead over her opponent. To to uh to transfer means to move from one place to another. And then a turnabout is a sudden and complete change or reversal of policy or opinion or of a situation. And so if I use that those those definitions to define transform, a transformed mind strategizes ahead of his enemy. He's not locked down or confined to one idea or one one um, concept, and he's constantly move in motion to, and discerns when to move and when to stay. The Spirit of the Lord woke me one morning with the one word repeating over and over in my head, and the word was contort. Contort means to wrench or to twist out of shape. So have you ever heard somebody say, I can't wrap my mind around that as if uh, and I, as if they were talking about an idea or a concept, you just couldn't, you couldn't accept it, you couldn't understand it, you couldn't wrap your mind, wrap up, wrap your mind around it. So what's happening in the in the church is that Satan presents ideas or concepts, and in desperation for a move of God, Christians contort their mind around the idea and try to make it fit into a kingdom agenda, but it's not a kingdom agenda at all. It's just a trick of the enemy. He's so conniving that the church doesn't know they've been bamboozled. And so the church keeps going on doing church, talking like church folks, doing everything church folks do, dancing like church folks, not realizing that they've never even touched touched or tapped into what God really has for them to do. The church does a lot of stuff. They never tap into the main thing on the King of Kings agenda. And as a result, the church remains tethered to the themes, the traditions, and the expectations of the world, and we won't be able to operate in the kingdom perspective. So transformation is so important, and by not allowing a total transformation of the mind, we never fully achieve the fullness of the kingdom to come. So uh, I believe what God is, is sharing, I know that um, for, for uh, some may not understand, uh, I, I consider myself, I, I believe to be myself to be a watchman. And so God begins to show me things that the enemy does to trap, to trick, to snare the church. And so this, this snare is, is so great in this time, but the church needs to understand. And that's why I said some people would be mad or they might get upset about what's being said, but it's not to upset anyone, it is to reveal what the enemy does so that we can turn, turn from the things that are snaring us. And that's what the Lord has given me. I know I went through it quick, but I talk quick, and that's kind of how I do. So um, I'm open for questions. <laughs> I'm open for questions or comments if anyone has anything. Amen. I am. I'm typing. I want to make sure that yes, there's the same thing that Holy points out. So you talked about sacrifice. You talked about the old and new and what that looked like. You said here that first of all, 
take transformation in holy Now, you think that the hard is for us with I'm so sorry. I can't understand what you're saying. I'm sorry. Okay. Can you hear me better now? Is it better yes. now? Okay. It's better now. What about now? Okay. Now, so sorry about that. Let me, let me just go ahead and go back to that. There were some things that you said, and we can't just brush over them. And uh-huh. there, there, you, you talked about sacrifice, old and new. It talked about putting on the new man because of Jesus Christ. And then you said this. Hello. Requirement for authentication is holiness. Can you hear me now? People are telling me I'm cutting I, in and out. Is that true? Yes, you're cutting in and out. Can everyone hear me now? Yes. Okay, it sounds like we have a bad connection, and I am so sorry for those who are listening, and um, can you hear me better now? So there was something that um, requirement for authentic transformation is holiness, and you said it requires us to withdraw from the flesh desires. I want you to break that down because we have some listeners out there who are listening via um, the blog talk radio and over all the way in Ghana. And I want you to break down what does that really mean? What is holiness? Some people are unchurched and don't know what this is. Okay. So holiness, so in the, in the, uh, in our scripture, um, uh, it says, um, to present your body the living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. And so holy um, means, in, in my definition, the way I understand it, holiness is a, it's not, uh, it is, a, it is a, um, a lifestyle where we are um, not compliant or not doing or not following the things of the world. Um, I can't, uh, what, what some people may say is a sin may not be a sin for all. So, um, um, but it is according to scripture, um, following the, the, the laws. So we, we shouldn't, there, um, we shouldn't, uh, engage in certain, certain activities. We shouldn't be, the Bible says that we shouldn't be fornicating and, and uh, committing adultery, and we should be doing all that we can to live our life in a way that we're not ashamed, where we're not, uh, if, if, if Jesus was standing there, we wouldn't um, be ashamed for him to see what we're doing or to be involved in, in a conversation with us. I could, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't, it's not about clothes, so, um, there are some people that think holiness is about what you wear, but God is not looking at what we wear. He's looking at our right. heart. And so our heart has to be pleasing to the Lord. Um, we can get angry, 
the we can be angry, but um, what do we do with that anger? Do we turn it against somebody? Do we hold on to it, or do we let it go? God looks at our heart, not at um, what we have on. I've been in uh, environments where people dressed holy, they looked holy, they looked like you know they were Jesus people, but um, their actions did not reflect what they looked like. And so I believe wow. um, I believe that's what uh, holiness is. It's living a life that is clean and not offensive to God. I, I happen to agree with that. Um, there's some things I know a lot of people say holiness is or the sanctification is, um, is, is, is separation from the world. Is that correct? Is that the same thing? Well, the scripture says that we are in this world, but we're not of the world. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't. We're not separated from the Lord from the world, but we we don't um, respond to certain situations the same way that the world does. So we can be in the midst of world, worldly people. We do it on our job. Everybody on our for for the most part, most of the people on our job. Um, a lot of people on our job are not churched, and we're right there in the right. midst of them. But our mm-hmm. light shines. We we follow um, the word of God, and we live a life in front of them, so that our life speaks well of God, and maybe would cause one of them to ask, "What must I do to be saved? What's different about you?" How do you handle this situation? Why why didn't you get mad and cuss them out? It's because I know mm-hmm. God's got my back. I don't have to, you know. And so That's good. I, That's I don't good. think we're separate. Does it mean does it so when you think about consecration, sanctification and holiness, the the word I thought thought meant to be set apart. So that is mm-hmm. not necessarily separate. Correct. Okay, so for the people, I just want people out there to understand, separate, a lot of people want to just say you can't go and you can't, don't sit down with people, you know, that are not Christians and so forth. That's not what God has called us to do. He wants us to be a part in the sense that we're able to be a witness. We're able to be a witness and can, and can, tell a dying world about Jesus Christ and to be the examples who wants us to be progressively like him. So when I understand holiness, I understand he says, be ye holy for I am holy. And what we should strive for is to be of his likeness since he created us this way. What would you say? That's correct? Yes. 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 I agree. Okay. All right, and there was something else you said. You said that, and this was so profound, the result of us right now is that we are a powerless church and we really don't have any weight. Elaborate on that just a little bit more. Powerless church. Um, And so um, because we have not really, so uh, of ourselves, we we don't have power. We can do some things. 
we can we can copy uh, or manufacture um, some some power. We can manufacture, it, but it doesn't produce the deliverance, the healing, the miracles, the signs, and the wonders that God wants us that the church should produce. And so, mm. what happens? Because we've manufactured it, we get manufactured miracles, if I can say it that way. And so they don't mm-hmm. last. But if if we um, really tap into what God wants us to do, and it's a sacrifice, it's it's fasting, it's praying, it's it's spending time with God, spending time away sometimes from from what we want to do. It's a sacrifice. But if we spend time tapping into where where he wants us to go if we seek the lord and all um seek him for for every direction and every guidance if we if we um go after him and ask him what is it that you want me to do as opposed to saying well i think i got this i'm pretty good on this i i know it then we can see what then god we give god an opportunity to step into the situation. But as long as we want to control it and we want to maintain it, then we will get what we get. My granddaughter said, mm. if you get what you get, don't have a fit. So if I want to <laughs> see God, I have to allow God into the situation. Not when it gets bad, but I have to have him in the front end, in the middle, and in the back end of the problem or the situation if I want to see him move. And so there's many churches uh, today that don't realize that they stepped in the front, they stepped in the middle, and they're carrying themselves in the back, and they've ma- made no space for God. They've made no no Ooh. place for him, his power in the church. And so they're planning, and they're doing church, and they're doing all that they, what they think is church, but then when they... Um, but they don't recognize that what they the results are temporary. They're not lasting results. Can I say mm. this? Yeah. Why, why I'm so angry about how the enemy has tricked the church is because um, what happens, these pastors have put all of their energy and all of their motivation into trying to, fulfill an agenda that they didn't realize wasn't really the agenda. Uh, they haven't, uh, maybe they misplaced uh, where God should be. And then they get frustrated and they quit and they commit suicide because they haven't really tapped into what God wants them to do. They're trying to keep up with another church. They're trying to keep up with another preacher. And so the enemy just keeps this cycle going, and then we lose men and women of God who are powerful in their own right as long as they stay in, in, uh, in the hands of the, of the Lord. Does that make sense? As long yes, as they does. stay at the foot of the cross. And they don't try to get ahead of God, they'll be successful. But because they think uh, maybe I should be doing this or I should be doing that, and it doesn't work, they get tired and they get frustrated. It's not just pastors; it's leaders, it's it's lay people, and that's one of the ways that the enemy has snuck into the body of Christ and taken out uh, people, taken out uh, gifts out of the body, and those. Gifts either lie dormant someplace or they go out in the world. 
he's happy about it as long as nobody talks about it. And so I am, um, that's why I was kind of frustrated with him. And I was asking the Lord, what is the role of the church for all of this stuff? Everything going on, we have a bigger role in it than than I think we uh, we as in the body of Christ have a bigger role in in what's happening in our world than I think we realize sometimes. I hope that answered your question. Oh, that does, and then some, and then some. Are y'all hearing this on tonight? It is so critical for us to follow, and I hope you can hear me well. It is so critical. To follow exactly what the Lord is telling us to do and not be stuck in traditions, not be stuck in what was, not be stuck in even what we think it should be, because it's only God that can instruct where we are now and where we need to be. And when we follow His, what I've learned is when we follow His will, and his way, which is which can be different at times, because his thoughts are not our thoughts, neither are our ways his ways, but we desire right. a will, we just don't really want the way. This is what a preacher has said, and I take I've taken that and I've run with it. If we can line up with his will, we need to line up with his way. Even Jesus mm-hmm. didn't want to go with his way. He said, If this cup be passed from me <laughs> but then he said, right. "What do you say? Nevertheless, nevertheless, not my will, not yeah, but mm-hmm. thine will." I encourage mm-hmm. us. I want to that you um, that you said in here that just shook me. You talked about settling for the change. Y'all need to go on my Facebook and go on um, Elder Nedra Moore's Facebook because I done I done put all kinds of stuff what she's been saying. We settle for the change instead of mm-hmm. for the more. Please mm-hmm. help us on that. Yes. Yeah, so we go into church and maybe you know I'm I'm just kind of a natural realist person. So people go into church. Maybe they. Uh, maybe something was going on and, and they are happy with the choir that sings or they're happy going into church just uh, being an usher or they're happy just, just uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want you to think that there's anything wrong with just doing church, but it's all you do is do church and God, and you come in the same way at, at, that you leave. You come in depressed, hungover, uh, hateful, mean, uh, broken, uh, whatever, you come in and you go out and you do what you are assigned to do and there is no change, then that's just accepting the status quo. That's church as status quo. It is not God's desire for his people to constantly be in a state of um, turmoil, brokenness, um, sin, it's not his desire. He is more powerful than that. He is a God who is created. He knows each one of us instinctively, individually. And so there is no reason, um, um, there's no, there is no, um, uh, it's not his purpose. I'll put it that way. It's not his purpose for, for men and women of God, his children, to, to remain in the same state. So what happens, um, and it perpetuates. So you go into a church, 
And if somebody and, and people get accustomed to the personality of that church and they just get involved with the personality of the church, but they don't get involved or tap into the personality of God. So they know how to dance and they know how to speak in tongues and they know how to read the scripture and they know the liturgy of the church, but they don't know the God of the church. And so they just accept the change, the little bit. I'm, I'm going to church. I'm doing something, but, there's, but not really asking God for the more. There's more that God has for us. There's more that God, and, and if we ever tap into the more, if we just ask him, he will give us the more. He will give us the greater so that we can do more within the body of Christ. Um, I'll leave it there. Yes, ma'am. Uh-oh. Yes. He'll give us more. I, <laughs> I feel like yes. you have more. I really do. I feel like on that. My goodness. I was trying not to interrupt you. <laughs> there is a is power so that there's a power that he wants to release in his people. And that power yeah. is is not just a not just for our own selfish gain. It is a power to destroy strongholds in our city, in our nation, in our world, in our in, um, communities, in our environment, the strongholds of drugs, the strongholds of, um, of sex trafficking, the strongholds of bitterness and hatred, the stronghold of rebellion. There is a there is a, a release that God wants to put on us to, to, to download in us and his people, but we have to want it. If we don't want it, then we won't appreciate it and we'll let it go to waste. Hallelujah. Wow. Listen, people of God, we have got to be transformed. We cannot stay in the, we can't stay stuck in the way we have been. I, I don't know how's it been working for y'all. I mean, if 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 the same thing has produced more for you, I'm not talking about more based on what you got a while back. I'm talking about more based on where you are and where you're supposed to be going. <laughs> but if the same thing is not pushing you into what God has for you, your purpose. Can't we just change up? Can't we do something different? Can't we transform? Can't we get a new mindset? Can't we walk a different path? Can't we go another way? Can't we go higher? Can't we do something different? I'm challenging you today, and the word has already gone forth. We have got to be transformed, authentically transformed, and it comes through honesty. I've, I, I've watched a lot of, I don't know about you, Elder Moore, but I've watched a lot of people, and I've gone through this myself, and we say we want change, but guess what? We continue to go back the same way we've been, even though we've heard the word, even though we've mm-hmm. seen something. And we don't mm-hmm. keep pushing. There's what, how, what do you think has happened to the determination? I think about people 
um, you know, they've got all this stuff going on. You know, young black kids don't want to know about the, the, the Holocaust and the Jewish Holocaust and um, until they know about the black Holocaust. And, you know, I get that thinking. But when I think about that, what, what happened to the determination, the, the determination of the, and motivation of those people back then? What, what, where, what, why are we as determined to be transformed and to do something different as a body? Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, I believe that um, it is the enemy, Satan, I call him who he is, Satan recognizes that his time is short. And not that he didn't uh, go after the, the, the Christians and the saints of old. He did. But I think... Uh, our, this generation is more educated. They have more information at their fingertips. And so it's easier to sit and surf the web and get an answer than to get on your face and seek the Lord. It's Lord, easier to ask. And so I, I think about some of the mothers and the fathers of the gospel they didn't. All they had was a, a King James Bible, and they had their knees and they prayed and they prayed until they got an answer. And so that's all they had. They didn't have a whole lot of concordances at the time, so they just had to seek the Lord for a word. They had to depend on God. Where uh, future generations, or you know, other generations, we've had even if they were books, we've had. Bible dictionaries, and we have uh, the results printed of those that just fell on their face and sought God, you know. So um, what I'm saying is the people that prayed and got on their face and fasted and asked God for guidance and direction, they wrote books, and so now we're reading their books instead of, um, in some cases, not in all cases, but in some cases, instead of us getting on our face and asking God, okay, let me take this to the next next level. God, show me what to do. We don't do that because there's so much information that we have. And so I, 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 I don't, I'm not saying that the Internet is a bad thing. I'm saying that right. it can be a pitfall for the body. And for for the generation that's coming up behind us, because they rely on the internet more than they rely on seeking the Lord for themselves. Wow! Did y'all hear that? So why is so? <laughs> so listen, people of God, this is one thing I had to learn this last season of my life: is not to turn to a whole bunch of stuff but to really get into the word of God, to pray, and he, the Holy Spirit, will wash you and transform you. He will show you just what you need. No one can do it better than God. As much as your mom or your daddy knows you and, and or your spouse knows you and or your kids and or your brothers and sisters, nobody can do it like God. Mm-hmm. And if we're real with ourselves, 
will know those secret sins. I'm talk- I ain't talking about stuff people know. I'm talking about stuff you can't even verbalize because it's so bad. <laughs> right. right. And it's so embarrassing, you know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Those things, will- that's how you get authentic. Oh, that's how you get yeah. authentic transformation. When you're so mm-hmm. real about your fears, real about your desires, real about your even the embarrassing things, I'm telling you, when you tell God and get real about that thing, Father, I'm afraid to be alone. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to love because I don't feel the love back. I'm afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. I keep doing this. I keep doing that. It takes that to get to the transformation, and he already knows, so you might as well just tell him. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Let's be real. Let's be real. I ain't talking about tell all your business. Tell it to God because he knows it. Traditionally, in the and I'm going to say this in the African American church. Traditionally, we stay. Well, this this is church. I, as a matter of fact, I just think about all the churches I've been to, and we stay in our traditions. Mm-hmm. It's so hard for us to break free. And you're right. Mm-hmm. We never fully receive the fullness of the kingdom to come because we don't mm-hmm. want to break out. <laughs> Even a box, a box no longer exists. We talked about mm-hmm. coming out the box and, you know, um, um, or out of the box. That don't even exist anymore. So even that saying has to change. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because a box don't even exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, if there was a box, it's because you put the box there because God doesn't box us in. Right. We do it he, to ourselves. He has. That's right. The kingdom, the expansion comes because you choose to see something different. Oh, this has blessed me tonight. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm so tremendously blessed by this word. I don't know, um, Elder Nedrib, I'm going to tell you, I done started sharing to people, get this woman in your pulpit. And I got two hits already. Get this woman in your pulpit so she can share this particular message at least and whatever you have whatever God gives you to give to the people of God. I'm excited about that. Any final words and then I'm going to have to pray and we're going to close out for tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Do I have any final words? Is that what you said? Right. Do you have any final words? And then I would like for you to close out in prayer. Okay. No, I don't have any final words, but I'll go ahead and pray. Uh, Lord Jesus, in your name. Father, I give you praise today. We give you glory. We give you honor. Father, we worship you on today. We recognize that you are sovereign. We recognize that you're greater than anything that we've ever experienced, God. Father, we recognize and we acknowledge that you reign supreme. Father, we ask in your name, God, that you would bless this word, allow the word that has taken place, uh, even the questions and the additional comments, God, 
We ask, God, that your will would be done. Father, cause the word to take root in the hearts of your people. Father, help us to transform so that we can expand your kingdom. God, help us to be real with you. Help us to uncover those things, unearth those things that we have yes, hidden Lord. away. And they, are, they come back and they torment us and they hold us yes, back Lord. from moving forward. Father, we ask right now that you reveal, God, even those things that when we unearth them, they bring pain. God, we trust that you are a healer and that you will heal yeah. every manner and disease. Father, we come against the attack of the enemy, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Those that are tr- that desire to change and to move forward, to unleash and untether themselves from the traditions and the customs of the church and of the world, God, we ask, God, that you just bless them in the name of Jesus. Give them the power Hallelujah. and the strength courage that they need to step forward and to move forward. God, we bless your holy name, and we bless this woman of God that has created this avenue, God, for for your word to go forth. We ask that you bless her household. God, we ask that you continue to give her wisdom and knowledge, and we come against every backlash of the enemy. God, let your will be done in her life. We bless your holy name, God. We give you praise, glory, and the honor, and we look forward to what you're doing in this next Move, God, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We just pray for those um, hearts and minds to be opened up, and not only to be opened up, but to be filled by the blood of Jesus and captured by the Holy Ghost and and free so that you can operate in in, um authentic transformation for kingdom expansion with the mindset that Jesus super rules over in in your life in the name of Jesus. Let me just close with this. Thank you so much, um, Sis Elder Nedra Moore. Y'all can hit her up on Nedra Moore, her Facebook page. If you want her to come and bless your, your congregation, please hit her up. Elder Nedra Moore, she has a word from the Lord. I'm telling you, she gets a word from the Lord. And don't be shy about it either, Elder Nedra. (laughs) (laughs) Declare what God has put in you. (laughs) Let me close out. We're closing out a little. Okay. We're closing out a little earlier. I'm so happy to be here. I'm sure our mama will be proud of you. So I'm excited about what God is getting ready to open up for you. I'm sure your husband is just grinning from ear to ear and probably give you a good smack, you know, right on the lips and say, honey, baby, you did good. <laughs> Listen, let me, as we close out tonight, y'all, we just have to have a little fun. This is about kingdom authority. We have authority in our territory. And guess what? We operate in the gifts that God has given us and being who we are. And I'm telling you, freedom is for real. Freedom is great. Freedom is the way to be. And when you do what God says, you can be free. Listen to this. The measure of a man's greatness is not the number of servants he has, but the number of people he serves. No greater man than Jesus Christ that served this entire world from the, from the beginning to the end by shedding his great blood, precious blood. So he served billions trillions and he's the greatest kingdom expansion i just pray you have a great week thank you thank thank you again elder nedra for joining us on tonight if you have questions 
Please, I didn't see anyone that had any questions, so fill them, and we'll make sure to get her back on to answer those questions. God bless you. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. Until next time, you will be hearing from Minister in Training, Monisha Porter. I can't wait for her to come on. God bless you, and have a great night. Thank you.